What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, August 3rd. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good out there. Hopefully, all you guys have had a nice, enjoyable weekend. I hope all you guys have an even better, more productive, and successful week ahead of you. I cannot believe it is already the month of August. This year has been absolutely crazy and insane, but please do not let these days and months pass you by, man. Please try and get better each and every single day, even if it's just one percent continue to grind keep your head down do not let the bs and the negativity and the drama get to you stay on your path stay focused on your goals and just keep striving for greatness man and do not take your foot up off the gas keep doing what you're doing if it's the best thing possible keep doing that and just stay focused but as always i still feel like i gotta tell you guys this the coronavirus is a real deal virus do whatever you can to strengthen and protect your immune systems whether that's washing your hands working out go out into the sun trust me and believe me when i tell you guys that the sun ultraviolet rays they kill viruses and the coronavirus is no different so please go get some ultraviolet rays on your skin so you can avoid the coronavirus and hopefully all you guys are just doing good out there man i pray that all you guys are staying safe and again man just stay focused on your goals and try and end the year 2020 out on a high note because the year is crazy is almost over so please just keep grinding but first and foremost before i get into this podcast i gotta say as always we still need justice for elijah mcclain we still need justice for brianna taylor and anybody that's been a victim of police murderings or police brutality whatever we still need justice and i gotta say rest in peace sadly to jb white he is a basketball player, was a basketball player that attended Santa Fe High School in New Mexico. He was getting ready to play for the Lobos next year at New Mexico University. Sadly, he was fatally shot and killed this past weekend. So I want to send my love, my prayers and condolences to his family, his friends and his loved ones and the entire New Mexico basketball scene. Um, rest in peace to J.B. White, man. And also, I got to send my love and condolences to Jonathan Isaac. I know he was in the news a lot for deciding to stand for the national anthem, but Sadly, I believe it was yesterday he got hurt in the middle of a game. He sadly had to be wheel wheelchaired off the court. We're praying for a speedy recovery for one of the best young talents in the entire NBA. And so, with that being said, the NBA is officially back. Of course, I just want to recap the first four days of games being back inside the bubble in Orlando, Florida. And man, so let's rewind, go back to Thursday, which I believe was July 30th or the 31st. I want to say it was the 30th where the first two games started. The first game to start the season off in the bubble, or the resume season, shall I say, was between the Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Pelicans, where the Jazz won this game by a score of 106-104. to And honestly, this was a game that the Pelicans should have won. And you got to think about it, too. The Pelicans are one of the few teams in the Western Conference that are in the bubble that don't have a spot in the playoffs right now, but they have a chance to get into the playoffs if they try and, you know, win games and get into that eighth spot or just win a couple games to get into that ninth spot so they can contend to get into the playoffs. So they got to win pretty much every game. Not every game, but they got to win majority of their games to make some noise and try and get into the playoffs. And so they did have a really good showcase game. Like majority of the team played good. You got to look at it like this. Brandon Ingram looked fantastic. He's moving much, much faster. He looks like he's had a ball. He had a gym throughout, you know, whenever the pandemic started, he looked like he was in the gym. He's moving faster. His handle's tighter. He was getting to his spots easier. He just looked like a much, much better player than when the season stopped in March. But 
He had 23 points in this game alongside eight rebounds and one block. Zion had 13 points, but he only played 15 minutes off six of eight shooting. Didn't have any rebounds, but he had one assist. Drew Holiday had 20 points. JJ Redick had 20 point, 21 points, excuse me. So they had a pretty much all-around performance. But, and again, they were leading majority of this game. But it was not enough. From the Utah Jazz side, they had a spectacular game as well. Mike Conley, who has been struggling to get used to being comfortable with this Utah Jazz team, finally had a good game, scoring 20 points, four assists, one rebound, one steal, and one block. Rudy Gobert had a pretty solid game, dominating in the paint with 14 rebounds, 12 board, or excuse me, 14 points, 12 rebounds, and three blocks. Of course, Donovan Mitchell got his 20 piece, and Jordan Clarkson off the bench had 23 points off the bench with three three assists, five rebounds, and two steals. If you guys don't remember, which a lot of you guys probably don't remember, when the Jazz acquired Jordan Clarkson at the free agency deadline, I believe in February, they automatically went on a 10-game winning streak. His first game literally was the start of a 10-game winning streak. Jordan Clarkson has been a really good player for this Utah Jazz team. And remember also, Boyan Bogdanovich, joined the Utah Jazz this past summer as a free agent as well. And he got hurt. I believe he hurt his wrist. And if you guys don't remember, last year, he was a member of the Indiana Pacers. While Victor Oladipo was hurt, Bogdanovich was averaging 20 points per game. So just think about that. Because the Jazz, I believe, right now are the fifth seed in the West. And so, you know, they're going to contend for a couple different spots. But they got some talent. But even though they're missing out on Bogdanovich, they're going to need players like Jordan Clarkson to step up, Royce O'Neal to step up, Rajon Tucker, who was a young player. But they're going to need him to step up. But nonetheless, they got the job done in this game. Again, man, Mike Conley finally looked like he was in tune with himself and the teammates on this Utah Jazz team. He was getting to the lane. He was creating and just doing a little bit of everything. And honestly, the Pelicans were leading majority of this game like I really have no idea why they lost this game because literally the Jazz shot terrible from the three-point line they shot eight of 34 from the three-point line but on the other hand they also had 56 points in the paint like Rudy Gobert was dominating like any time they could get him a touch or a lob he was getting it and literally that was pretty much why they won the game and it still came down to the wire again this was a two-point game Brandon Ingram got off a clean look that almost went in, like the ball literally went in halfway and then it rolled out. Me personally, if I was Alvin Gentry, who's the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, I probably would have went to Drew Holiday or JJ Reddick because I feel like they had the hot hand this game. But nonetheless, the Jazz get the W, the Pelicans lose. They're going to have to keep fighting to get into um, the playoffs, man. And again, the Pelicans lost their, their second game too. They lost to the Clippers in a terrible loss. It looked like they didn't even show up to that game. The Clippers just annihilated them but that's that and so let's move on to the second game the second game was the premier game that everybody's been looking forward to since pretty much the nba announced that they were coming back because we all knew it was going to happen was between the two best teams in the western conference you got the los angeles lakers and the clippers and of course the lakers won this game by a score of 103 to 101 now look Kawhi leonard and paul george showed up they both had 30 points damn near. Kawhi had 28 points. Paul George had 30 points. And again, the Clippers did not start Patrick Beverly because he was, I believe he wasn't in rhythm yet. So they started Reggie Jackson, but Pat Bev did play. Of course, they still don't have Lou Williams because of the strip club incident. Um, and of course, they didn't have Montrez Harrell, who I believe is dealing with some family issues. We want to send prayers and condolences to him. But nonetheless, getting back to the game, Anthony Davis had 34 points in this game alongside four assists and eight rebounds. 
LeBron struggled in this game, but he still put on a overall really, really good display. Even though he didn't score the ball that effectively, he still did a lot of different things to help the Lakers get this W. He had 16 points. He shot 6 of 19 from the field, but he also had 7 assists, 11 rebounds, 1 steal, and 1 block. Kyle Kuzma was a good addition with 16 points, and Deion Waiters, who I've been telling you guys was a good addition for the Lakers. And I, I, I promise you, if I could talk to Frank Vogel right now, I would tell him that you need to play Deion Waiters somewhere between 25 to 30 minutes a game because he is a very, very bright spot for this team. And he's a bucket getter. And that's exactly what he did in this game versus the Clippers, scoring 11 points. It's okay, though. 11 points, shooting 50% from the field, two assists, three rebounds, and one block. And this was just an overall really, really good team win for the Lakers. Because again, you got to think about it. This was the first day, his team's first games. Even though they had scrimmages, you know, scrimmages aren't necessarily the real thing. So the real games are still a little bit different. And you got to let the teams get back into the flow of the rhythm and the pace and the chemistry and stuff like that. And the Lakers did a pretty good job, man. Overall, team defense was really good from LeBron to Alex Caruso to Dwight Howard, who barely played that much because he got into foul trouble. But Anthony Davis played good defense. Like the Lakers just got good camaraderie and J.R. Smith would play pretty good defense too and again man the game came down to the wire LeBron hit a crazy shot he shot the I think he shot a three at first he knew it was missing he came back hustled for the rebound put it back up scored the bucket the Clippers tried to get off a good look for uh, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron just sat in a chair LeBron played excellent defense he sat down got into a stance and Kawhi Leonard just simply could not get past LeBron and he couldn't even get a shot off that's how good a defense that LeBron was playing in in year 17 you don't see that from a lot of those older guys LeBron sat down in the chair and he did what he had to do Kawhi didn't even look at the rim he literally looked at the rim for a minute LeBron stopped him. He looked for Paul George. Paul George got off a shot, but you know he, he was more. He, it was more that he was looking for the foul instead of just actually shooting the ball. And I don't know why players do that. Like it's the last possible shot of the game. Forget about trying to get fouled. Like shoot the ball. Like I understand you know refs do be calling some fouls sometimes, but again it's the last shot of the game. PG just take the shot. Like don't worry about the contact. Take the shot. And he missed it. And the Lakers got a big time W. And that was that from that game. Pretty solid performance from the Lakers. Pretty good performance from the Clippers, too. Again, the Clippers won their second game, beating the Pelicans very, very bad. They beat them easily, to be honest with you guys. And so they got the job done. But moving on, though. So I believe this game was a couple days ago, the Blazers versus the Grizzlies. And this was another good game, too, that went into overtime. You had Carmelo Anthony go off for 21 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. Dame Lillard went off for 29 points. I believe nine assists and five rebounds. CJ McCollum had 33 points, six assists, three rebounds, and two steals. And John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr., who are, to me, one of the best up-and-coming duos in the entire league. They're going to be a fantastic duo for years to come. Ja had 22 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, and one steal. And Jaron Jackson Jr. had 33 points, three rebounds, and one block. And the Grizzlies got the win by a score of 135 to to 140 in overtime. And that was a really good game too. Another good game was between the Dallas Mavericks and the Houston Rockets, a battle in the Lone Star State, or, or a battle of Lone Star State team, shall I say. And the Rockets actually got this win, and they shouldn't, this is another game that they should not have won, where a team should not have won, but they did. And the Rockets got this game because literally it came down to the wire, and literally James Harden missed the free throw. I believe they were down three at the time. He makes the first free throw. He misses the second on purpose. And Robert Covington out-hustles Kristaps Porzingis for the board. Gets it back. 
puts it up and scores the ball, and the game goes to overtime. And you can see when he made that layup, when Covington made that layup, that Luka Doncic was clearly mad and frustrated that the game even went into overtime. And once I seen that Luka's face look like that, he had a big frown on his face, I knew the game was over, and I knew the Rockets were going to win. And they came out with a W by a score of 153 to 149 in overtime. Porzingis had almost 40 points, scoring 39 points, 2 assists, 16 rebounds, 2 steals, and 1 block. Trey Burke also had a really good performance for the Mavericks, scoring 31 points and 6 assists. Luka had a triple-double. He had 28 points, 10 assists, and 13 rebounds. James Harden had almost 50 points, scoring 49 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds, 3 steals, and 3 blocks. And Russell Westbrook had 31 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds, and 3 steals, and 3 blocks. And that was a really good win for the Rockets. That's a big-time hustle win for them, too. Another game was between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets did not have Jamal Murray. They did not have Gary Harris. And they did not have Will the Thrill Barton. So pretty much I knew that my Miami Heat were going to win this game. And of course they did by a score of 125 to 105. Nikola Jokic had 19 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds, 1 steal and 1 block. Jimmy Butler had a really good performance with 22 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds and 3 steals. And Bam Adebayo had 22 points alongside Jimmy Butler with 6 assists and 9 rebounds to add to that. And the Heat just looked really good, man. Honestly, they're getting you know Andre Iguodala back into the flow of things. They're getting Jay Crowder into the flow of things. Jay Crowder actually started this game instead of Myers Leonard, who usually started even though he was hurt for a little bit of the season. But they started Jay Crowder, and they started to open things up. Duncan Robinson looked good. Tyler Hero looked good. Be aware of the Heat. I promise you they're going to make some noise once the playoffs get here. But moving on. Probably the surprise performance of the week, not even probably, for sure the surprise performance of the week was between the Indiana Pacers and the Philadelphia 76ers, where the Pacers beat the Sixers by a score of 127 to 121, and TJ Warren went off for 53 points, three assists, four rebounds, and two blocks. TJ Warren, out of North Carolina State University, who played for the Phoenix Suns for a majority of his career. They traded him to Indiana for pretty much money. They didn't even trade him for players. They traded they TJ traded Warren for players. And he dropped 53 points in a game that Embiid scored 41 points, 4 assists, 21 rebounds, alongside 1 steal and 3 blocks. And Tobias Harris also had 30 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal and 1 block. And literally, TJ Warren was on fire. And also, the Pacers did have Victor Oladipo in this game too. And yet, TJ Warren was on fire and majority of those buckets i'm not gonna i don't, I don't want to be a hater right now majority of those buckets were on ben simmons and literally i don't know about the 76ers man they look like they're having some chemistry issues tobias harris even brought it up i believe that was on the first take he said that and beat brought it up a couple times they actually had an altercation go down not an altercation but they had a shouting match between Embiid and shake milton go down throughout the course of a game so you know, Brett Brown, the Sixers, they got to figure it out. There's no way that Embiid drops 41 points and 21 rebounds and you still lose a game. There's no exception for that. But shout out to TJ Warren. Pretty good matchup. I cannot wait for next Monday when the Pacers play the Heat and Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren get their round two in in that matchup. We all know what happened when they first matched up this season. So that's that. Also, another game that was very under the radar, but it does have a lot of meaning when it comes to the race for the AC in the playoffs. And this was between the Sacramento Kings and the San Antonio Spurs. Now, the Spurs won this game by a score of 120 to 129. De'Aaron Fox, who was one of the up-and-coming point guards in the league, who's going to be a really good point guard throughout the course of his career, had a career, I believe a career high, 39 points, six assists, three rebounds, one steal, and one block. 
And on the other hand, Derek White, who we all know came out last season as a breakout player for the Spurs. He had that really good playoff run, or not playoff run, but playoff series versus the Denver Nuggets last year in the first round when they took Denver to seven games and lost. But Derek White, he's been really, really good ever since. He had 26 points, five assists, eight rebounds, one steal and one block. And DeMar DeRozan had 27 points, 10 assists, and five rebounds. And San Antonio, do not count out the Spurs. We'll talk about their second game in a minute. But trust me, the Spurs are making and trying to get that AC. Do not ever, or ninth seed at least two, do not ever count out Coach Pop. He is one of the greatest coaches of all time for a reason. And so that moves us on to our next game is the Lakers' second game where they played the defending champs and the Toronto Raptors. Now look, the Raptors won this game by 15 points, a score of 107 to 92. And man, I think Ryan Hollins, he tweeted this out, former NBA player, former UCLA alumni, Pointing this out, he pretty much said that the the Raptors took this one much more personal. They took this game much more serious, which I agree with. I'm not saying that the Lakers, you know, didn't take this game serious, but you could tell that LeBron James was coasting, which Ryan Hollins also said, and it clearly just meant more to the Raptors. We all know there's literally a phrase called LeBronto because of all the dominance that LeBron has done to the Toronto Raptors in his tenure with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so Kyle Lowry and the Raptors are always going to have a personal vendetta against LeBron James. And the Lakers haven't beaten the Raptors since I think 2014 when it was Kobe that led him RIP to the legend Kobe and so the Raptors have a history and they do not like LeBron and so they got the W and it was a really really good performance from the Raptors Kyle Lowry had 33 points 6 assists 14 rebounds Kyle Lowry had 14 rebounds Kyle Lowry is a point guard but he is a hustle player at the same time but allowing Kyle Lowry to get 14 rebounds that probably gave Frank Vogel some nightmares even though they're not in the same conference and so also, OG Ananobi, who's really come along, who was hurt last year in their playoff run to the finals to win it. He had 23 points, one assist, four rebounds, and two steals. And Siakam had 15 points, three assists, one rebound, two steals, and two blocks. Anthony Davis had 14 points, and LeBron had 20 points in the loss. But a really good win and a momentum builder for the Toronto Raptors. That's a really, really good win for them. But moving on, though, also another game took place between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks, where the Bucks won this game by one, a score of 119 to 112. Now, the story of this game was actually Jason Tatum, who only scored five points off two of 18 shooting from the field and 0 of 4 from three. He had a terrible, lousy game, lousy performance. But Jalen Brown played pretty good with 22 points, one assist, four rebounds, and one steal. And Marcus Smart also had 23 points, one assist, four rebounds and one steal and on the other side Giannis who was just completely dominant they had no answers for him had 36 points seven assists 15 rebounds one steal and one block and again think about it they only won by seven points the Bucks only won by seven points with Jason Tatum playing that bad that's that's a it's not a a big time moral victory but it is a moral victory nonetheless if you're Brad Stevens you should not be concerned at all it's just one performance and again Jason Tatum he did bounce back and we're going to talk about that right now matter of fact and so the second game with the Boston Celtics which was yesterday they played the Portland Trailblazers this was probably I think honestly out of all the games so far this was probably the best game so far and so the Celtics played the Blazers, and the Celtics got the job done. They they won by a score of 128 to 124. Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic combined, or both had 30 points. On the other side, though, Jason Tatum had 34 points, completely bouncing back. He had 21 points at halftime, alongside eight assists, four rebounds, two steals, and one block. And Jalen Brown had 30 points, one assist, 
six rebounds and two steals. This was a fantastic game, man. The, the Blazers, Damian Lillard was just completely unstoppable. CJ McCollum played pretty well too, but of course, Nurkic was you know pretty much unstoppable because honestly, I think that's the biggest weakness with the Celtics is that they really don't have a true post presence from from Ennis Cantor to Daniel Tice. They don't have a really good big man like that. Like those two that I just named are solid, but they're not enough to get the job done to me personally. But nonetheless, though, the Celtics did win again. Jason Tatum was hooping, but Jalen Brown made some timely, timely plays. He had the clutch three-pointer to close the game out right in Carmelo's face. He had some big-time clutch buckets, and again, the Celtics got the job done. They are now 1-1 one one in the bubble. Moving on to our final two games, and I'll let y'all out of here. The Spurs and the Grizzlies. Again, the Spurs are making noise. The Spurs beat the Grizzlies yesterday by a score of 108-106 to 106 in the losing effort, though. Jaron Jackson Jr., who is hooping, and let me say it again, hooping for the Memphis Grizzlies. He had 21 points, and John Morant had 25 points. And for the Spurs, DeJounte Murray had 21 points, 3 assists, 10 rebounds, and 2 steals. And DeMar DeRozan had 14 points, but he had a couple big-time clutch buckets. And he had 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 1 steal, and 1 block. And again, man, the Spurs are going to contend for that 8th or ninth seed. I promise you, man, Coach Pop will never, you can never, ever count the Spurs out. And with DeMar DeRozan and with the core that they have with Derek White, Lonnie Walker's playing really good, Patty Mills is still a veteran, um, Keldon Johnson's getting minutes. You know, they have a pretty solid core, man. Do not sleep on this Spurs team. The more that they win, the closer that they get to that 8th or ninth seed, and they can do some damage, man. They have a good, solid core. And, of course, when you have a legend like Coach Pop coaching you from the sidelines, you're always going to maintain some type of relevance, and you're always going to be in good hands. So watch out for the Spurs, man. Trust me and believe me when I tell you guys that. But the last game, which was last night, and I'll let y'all get out of here, which was last night, a thriller between the Houston Rockets and the Milwaukee Bucks. And we all know that James Harden and Giannis, they don't have the best relationship together because they always compete for MVP titles. But nonetheless, James Harden got the best of Giannis last night. The Rockets got the W by a score of 120 to 116. In the losing effort, Giannis had 36 points, 8 assists, and 18 rebounds. Chris Middleton played really, really well. I got to give him his credit. He played a really good game, scoring 27 points alongside four assists, 12 rebounds, and one steal. And on the winning effort, Russell Westbrook, who to me was the player of the game, had 31 points, eight assists, six rebounds, and one block. And James Harden, who had some foul trouble, I think he had four fouls by halftime, so he didn't get to play too much in that first half, still had 24 points, seven assists, seven rebounds, and six steals. Now, think about this, too. The Rockets don't have a player taller than 6'9", I think. They're still playing that small ball lineup. And I, Honestly, I think 6'9 might be generous. I think Je Jeff Green is probably the tallest player that gets minutes. I want to say he's about 6'8". And so the Bucks have Giannis, who's about 6'10"-ish. You got Brooke Lopez, who's a legit 7-footer. Um, Robin Lopez, who's a legit 7-footer. They have footers. And the Bucks out-rebounded the Rockets plus 29, almost plus 30. The Bucks out-rebounded them 65-36, to and they still lost in this matchup. All because, one, the Bucks don't really have a closer. Like, I, that's that's my biggest thing with the Milwaukee Bucks. When the game got close, Giannis tried to go to the rack, but James Harden did a really good job of cutting him off and not allowing him to get a good angle to the rim, and he threw a turnover. And also, they don't really rely on Chris Middleton to get clutch buckets either. For a majority of the regular season... When, the, when it's in a clutch moment, they give the ball to Brooke Lopez. And to me personally, when the playoffs come, 
I'm just saying, I don't think Brooke Lopez is your best option to be a clutch closer. I'd rather give the ball to Chris Middleton, but they don't trust him, so we'll see, man. But again, this was a really good win for the Rockets. They got the job done. Robert Covington's playing good. P.J. Tucker's playing good. Austin Rivers gives them good minutes. Daniel House plays good. The Rockets are a very scary team that you probably would want to avoid if you're in the Western Conference, but I still think that both L.A. teams are better, man. But that is just my little recap of the first four days in the NBA bubble, all the meaningful games. I had to give it to you guys, man. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying all the games like I am. As always, though, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist alongside a whole bunch of other really, really talented and great writers slash bloggers slash artists and journalists excuse me so please go check us out we are at nuts and bolts sp on both twitter and instagram go show us some love give us a like give us a follow whatever you guys got to do also we're on youtube i believe it is nuts and bolts sports on youtube as well so please go subscribe man for all your daily news needs and all your sports content trust me and believe me when i tell you guys that nuts and bolts sports has it all for you guys so please go check us out i'm also featured on nuts and bolts sports podcast network alongside a whole bunch of other really good content creators and podcast hosters so please go check us out on our podcast network as well again we are nuts and bolts sports we are at nuts and bolts sp on both twitter and instagram so go show us some love as always man this has been another episode of the kevo bands hoops podcast man please like comment subscribe rate review and share and if you listen to my podcast on apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review that is how we share grow and expand the podcast you guys have a lovely week please continue to grind please stay safe out here with the coronavirus do what you got to do to protect and strengthen your immune system and as always i will talk to you guys soon peace love and blessings gone